Welcome back to episode 43 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into the Master of Ragnarok and Blesser of Inhiryar. Released in 2018 by Studio EMT Squared, it has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I watched the series in sub, but I did check out a little bit of the dub and it didn't sound terrible, so if you enjoy dub, that option is there for you. Yudo has been transported by a relic to a time where war is waged over territory and resources. Two years after being summoned to this time where he was unfamiliar with the language, Yudo has rose to power as the leader of the Wolf Clan. Using his cell phone that was brought with him and somehow still works in this ancient era, Yuto uses this access to information to not only survive, but thrive in his current situation. If you follow along with my reviews, you know I let the anime I watch be selected randomly for me. This series was no different, I happened to watch this show directly after In Another World with my smartphone. Nothing about this current series title led me to believe it was about a man taken from his time with his phone, but it is. This series is everything In Another World with my smartphone should have been. Yuto uses the knowledge gained from his phone to not just help himself, but the people around him. He studied and taught his armies about the battle formations of great conquerors, and when one idea fails, Yudo always has a contingency plan ready because he knows the adjustments needed for each specific tactic. Yudo enhanced the metal and design of weaponry for his soldiers, increasing their survival and effectiveness in battle. He has made the quality of life better for his people using technology to provide them better ways to grow and prepare food, keeping them fed and rested, their morale and strength was above the enemies. He also uses psychological tricks for negotiation purposes to sway people into doing what he desires. Creating a supply of items to match the demand of the time boosted the Wolf Clan economy, he invested in education to play the long game, developing talent for future generations. Pretty much what I'm trying to say is Yudo turned himself into a savage with his phone, even if he considers it cheating. I do wonder if he regretted inventing paper after Felicia brought him the multiple stacks of documents that needed his attention. Yudo is a good dude, he didn't go power crazy with the title of Patriarch or abuse the benefits his phone provides him. His outfit was cool, especially when he gets the headband and fresh cape. I don't understand the bandage around his midsection or why he even wears the cape, but when he flips it over his shoulder, it looked cool. I thought it was funny Yudo portrays himself as a ruthless dictator in front of his enemies to gain a reputation as someone not to be crossed, when in actuality he is a sweetheart. Yudo has done so many amazing things, I was confused on why instead of buying Effie, he didn't just abolish slavery. He could at least forbid it in all of his territories. Having the series start two years into Yudo's journey was different, there wasn't the typical buffer period where the protagonist is adjusting to their new situation. We do get insight that Yudo wasn't always the intelligent leader we see today. He had already made his mistakes after getting a big head from possessing his phone in the past. Yudo believes his hubris led to the last patriarch of the Wolf Clan being slain, but he has learned from this mistake and carried on to improve himself. Yudo didn't fall into complacency. Even though he's not a warrior, he continued to train sword skills, not wanting to rely on others to protect him. He made strides to at the very least defend himself if the moment required it. Yudo's goal is to ensure the safety and stability of the wolf clan before finding a way to return to his normal life. This is something I never understood about Izakai-type protagonists. Let's just keep it real. Why the hell would you want to go home? The majority of them are shut-in gamers with no aspirations, wasting their lives without any girls. In this new life, Yudo is king. His phone keeps him living quite comfortable, and he's surrounded by a plethora of women who all call him father. Don't be mistaken, that was just a translation error. It's supposed to be daddy. 
Even when Yudo does return home, what was there for him? He goes shopping with a girl he likes? Big deal. Bro, you have her blonde twin in this new world. Google how to make hair dye and stick around. But there is something wrong with Yudo. Felicia and Rune both let him know they're down to get down, and he rejects them every time. Linnea hugs him naked, and for an instant before Mitsuki enters his mind, he was entertaining it. Yudo would nearly break for Linnea, but not Felicia, like he's out of his mind. Felicia is that girl. She is Yudo's right-hand woman and badass. When she saved him from the single arrow, I was like impressive she has some powers. Then it's followed up by deflecting a hailstorm of arrows with her whip, I was like Felicia is deadly. Felicia is the person who summoned Yudo to this time, and now feels guilty as she uprooted his life and doesn't know how to send him home. Felicia was hilarious, she's always trying to tease Yuto. When both her and Rune accompany him to the bath and Lene interrupts and asks him to marry her, I was for sure Felicia was going to get jealous. Instead, she uses it as an excuse to torture Yudo more by demanding Lene wash his back before making such a request. Felicia was always very upbeat and positive, which made her angry face when Yudo failed to notice her dress flying up all the more sexy. Felicia always had Yudo's back, she would get the counsel out of his hair and bailed him out from having to awkwardly shut down Lene's proposal of marriage. Felicia chose duty over family, respected her father's wishes, and stuck with Yudo over her own brother. She defends Yudo against Lopter, regardless of the cost. That is a good woman right there, doesn't let the bullshit of family trump her idea of what is right. This series gave me Grand Crest War vibes and Rune is this show's Aishila. Just an absolute beast on the battlefield. I know the katana was specially made for her from Yudo, but doesn't she look at a place fighting with it? I feel she needed a big ass warhammer instead. Rune is extremely naive, not understanding Felicia calling her a dog or when Felicia convinces her Yudo's pipes need to be cleaned. Rune must have drawn the short straw when getting a placement to wash Yudo. Felicia got booby backwashing duty while Rune had to suck toes. Rune's fights were the best, getting knocked off her horse against the Hoof Clan, she used her free hand to push off the ground into a roll it was slick. Then she made it rain blood with a swift slice down the collarbone of the leader. The twins were hilarious, usually you get the dumb younger sister, but that wasn't the case here. Chris is a savage while Al is an airhead. Chris trying to pass her cold off to her sister was hilarious, and finessing their way into meeting Yudo was dope. The way Chris impersonated her sister's voice while mocking her was too good. Chris is gifted with a talent for reconnaissance, while Al is a swift assassin. These two were a fun pairing. And Al was the free spirit of the two, running fully nude in the mountains. Effie is a gem and her conversation about school with Yudo was so spot on. The adults ask questions you don't want to answer, so you lie to end the conversation. Regardless of what era you are in, no one likes a bully. The way Chris and Al handled Effie's is amazing. Instead of beating her up, they make Effie seem so popular, everyone bails on the mean ginger to befriend Effie. But Effie being the sweetest ever still includes the snotty girl in the after school fun. Mitsuki is Yudo's friend from his time that he can still communicate with through his phone. Mitsuki is Yudo's crush and is waiting for him to return home. She is the reason Yudo was stuck on declining Felicia's advances for fun. If I were Yudo, that business would have been handled a few times over. Mitsuki was just annoying, always bothering Yuto, like my man is out here in the middle of a war and she's crying because he didn't text her back. Yuto was explaining to her what he needs to do after a battle to respect the fallen soldiers, and she cuts him off and asks when he's coming home, knowing damn well he doesn't know. This girl was selfish bro, I wish he didn't go back for her and embrace the harem in this new time. Then we have our villains. Steinthor is a gangster, he walks in the celebration party without a care in the world and breaks the sword by flicking it. One of the more fun aspects of watching a series a second time is you already know what's going to happen, so little things can make you laugh. 
when Steinthor is overlooking Rune, not saying her full name and downplaying her abilities, it's fun to know that she's going to cut him open in 7 episodes from now. Steinthor uses brute strength to charge at the enemy which makes him susceptible to traps. I knew with Yudo's knowledge he should have been able to easily outsmart Steinthor. When the battle was going so well for Yudo at the beginning it got me worried whoever starts out strong usually ends up losing. Yudo almost looked like he was going to start getting cocky and underestimate Steinthor but he caught himself and kept focus. Using the value of metal to distract the Lightning Clan soldiers while the Wolf Clan retreated was so funny, Steinthor was pissed. The Wolf Clan may have lost the battle, but Steinthor lost his brother for a war that he started. Blinded by rage and too stupid to realize he fell into a triple trap, Steinthor got a less magic version of the Lord of the Rings River Blast. Steinthor being so powerful his troops couldn't keep up and then being pushed too hard as his downfall in battle, it was pretty cool. Lothar's Felicia's brother and former member of the Wolf Clan. He was close friends with Yudo and Rune. Watching him jokingly threaten Yudo to never make his sister cry was comical, seeing as he's the only one to bring her to tears. Lothar let his ego take over after Yudo was chosen to succeed the current patriarch. In a moment of rage, Lothar tried to kill Yudo, but the strike was blocked by his father, leading to his death. After killing the old man, Lothar fled the wolf clan like a little girl and spent his time plotting revenge on Yuto. Lothar underestimating Yudo's ability to grow was his downfall. He thought he had everything figured out assuming Yudo would stick to the same tricks he used before and not have an alternative means to defend and attack. The wolf clan wrecked his forces without using swords. They put them down with volleys of arrows behind the metal barricades. Lothar should have came up with better armor for his troops It looked like they had no protection at all. Speaking of protection, Lothar was saved by plot armor just to have him around longer. Yudo stopped the archers from firing at him when he broke through the wagons, then they let him run away when Rune arrived. Somebody should have shot him in the back during his retreat. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Lopter and Steinthor team up and still get their collective asses kicked. What didn't make sense is Steinthor got crushed, I mean he himself said multiple bone breaks from the water hitting him. Yet now he's back better than ever beating Rune and nearly taking Scarfor's life. This made me pissed, but I'm well aware whoever gets the upper hand first usually ends up losing. But again, what is with the bullshit of letting people go? Rune could have easily finished off Steinthor after slicing his midsection. This series could have been 6 episodes if they actually tried to kill the leaders of the other clans. Yudo after perfecting his double leg spares Lopter's punk ass again, and they spell him away back to his own world because they can't win head up. All the main characters just get free passes to not die in this series. Now let's get into the nitpicks. Yudo knew the Hoof Clan would use chariots to attack the left flank, and he had a plan ready for it. I just feel he should have acted on it sooner. The Hoof Clan leader kills a lot of soldiers before Yudo gives Rune the call to come in. Yudo is about to put some strange food in his mouth when Lene stops him and tells him how good it is, how it's one of her favorites, and he should definitely try it. Dummy, he was about to eat it before you stopped him with your unnecessary commentary. When Yudo is wearing the ceremonial white robes and jewelry, there are three blue crystals just floating on his chest with no string. Did they glue those on? Steinthor drops a toothpick on the ground and stomps on it. Ooh, you're so strong. This show is so wrong for how they had Yudo making glass, from the sweat, blowing motions, and hand movements. Mitsuki, how did you know I want to go back to the Wolf Clan? I don't know, dummy, you've only been moping about it all day, and talking to everyone on the phone right in front of her. Best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is Felicia, she always had Yudo's safety in mind. She kept his life fun and was his most trusted friend. He even left the phone with her when he was disappearing. Felicia respected whatever decision Yudo made and didn't pressure him to come back. Unlike Mitsuki who was useless all the time and begging him to come home. 
I wish she didn't come over with Yudo and just stayed in her time. Felicia put Yudo above her trash brother, and over here at Anime Deep Dive, we reward loyalty. Unfortunately, Felicia is not a waifu to me, and as for Harem, Saya, the blonde mythological enthusiast, can come on in. Final thoughts. I'd always remembered this series to be one I'd never recommend to anyone. My boy Blase, who also watched it, liked it a lot more than I did. Rewatching for the review, I was having a good time and couldn't remember why I didn't like this series. Then it got to the ending, where it skipped over everything I wanted to see for a romance I was never invested in. We never have a final showdown with the villains. The last battle was not shown, only the celebration parade afterwards. Nothing was wrapped up properly during this season, and the series as a whole really suffered for it. Watch it if you want, there was enough to keep me engaged to the end, but prepare to be unfulfilled by the conclusion. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.